Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of It's Personal. Uh, the last book I wrote was heavy. All right. Hey, Gary. This is Evie. Uh, my name is Randy Rebine. Uh, but my name is Jared Krizoska. I don't think I'm a person that curses a lot. Heart just goes out to everybody. I'm excited. Awesome. Hi. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of It's Personal. I am super excited for my guest today, um, someone that I've been following online for a very long time now. Um, who has lots of connections with other people that I love online as well. Um, can you please introduce yourself today? Yeah, so my name is Amelia Allen Sherwood. My pronouns are she, her. I uh, occupy and live on uh, Quinnipiac land, but you may know it as New Haven, Connecticut in the United States. And I am currently uh, the anti-bias, anti-racism director at a public Montessori school. I'm an organizer. I'm a mama. I am getting my Montessori training. And really one of the identities that I hold right now to be like really true in my heart that feels really good is the fact that I'm dreaming up my own early childhood um, learning center called San Sankofa Learning Center. So I'm really excited about yes. that. That's awesome. And you know what, I'm, I just, I'm just gonna say, and we talked about it a little bit before we started. Um, I'm just so appreciative of the work that you do. Um, you. And the accountability that you hold to other people and yourself in regards to the work that you do. And I think that's says so much about you and your personality. Um, and that is why you continue to produce amazing work online into your community, because you hold yourself to a very high standard, which is phenomenal. Um, really yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. It's Can took you, me it's took me a while to get here, but yeah. yeah. Of course. And I think and I think I think part of why I wanted to talk to you was like how do you that of course, like how do you get to that point where um you're holding yourself accountable um yeah. in a space that you're working in and how do you get to a point where you feel comfortable holding others accountable? Because you're in a position of of leadership where you're leading people. Um how does right. that happen for you? Yeah, so I would say um, the person who is coming to mind who I learned from um, is Daisy Han from Embracing Equity. And one of uh, like the keywords that she talks about, and she has like an extensive PDF on um, her website right now, are just like embracing equity right now. Um, and it's about compassionate accountability and what that looks like and feels like and how we show up for community and how we show up um, for ourselves. And I think really that definition of who like feeling in your gut, like you've done something wrong and like, what are you going to do with that? How are you going to, um, tell a colleague, you know, um, I, I did something wrong or how am I going to assess and, and do the deep reflection as a leader in the building? to make sure that I'm not the one that is like having this power dynamic um, with folks that are assistants or teachers or whoever they are, you know, and being able to be in um, humility always mm -hmm. and, and being in a space of like, I'm a learner, period. Mm -hmm. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's where I live is just being in a, in a learning space always. So, I love yeah. that. I love that. I want to talk a little bit about motherhood. Um, and you share a yeah. lot of your experiences online as well. Um, and I guess also during this time, which is like very untraditional where the world is 
very different um, to what we're used to. Um, how, what are you doing to, to deal with it, I guess? Um, and what, yeah. and, and I say that lightly because I know that parents are doing it in a variety of ways based on their basic needs, based on their kids' basic needs, et cetera. Um, so what are, what yeah. are some things you're doing in your family to just hold on, I guess? Yeah. So I feel very, um, privileged and fortunate to, um, I have space, you know, we own a home. Um, I do live in a space of, you know, like middle-class, but always the working poor because of student loans. Mm -hmm. Um, but just like living in a space of like, uh, just like real privilege of having the outdoors next to us. So I think what really kind of held us down those first couple of um, months of being um, just like really being in like our own space for a long time is like being able to go outside and we would literally like go hike hopping you know what I'm saying like and nature was my babysitter it was my caregiver when I was just unable to do all of the things so I would just encourage people if you are getting to that level and to that point take those kids outside <laughs> like, I agree. Let them run around. Do you know what I'm saying? Get that energy out. And it gives you a space to breathe for you mm -hmm. to just like be and like not have to be this person indoors saying, please don't do that. Get off the couch. Stop jumping on this. You know, like go be free out of outside of these doors. How about that? Mm -hmm. I love yeah, that. Yeah. So that's that's what that. that's what kept me, kept me um kept me going and I still think it still grounds us like we are not yet in a normal space like people are still dying um specifically black and brown folks you know like every other time that I go drive to my school there is a church right where I kind of drive by and it's usually like weekly where I'll see that a funeral is happening so wow. you know what I'm saying just being in the space of like this is not you know, we're, we're not normal right now. And to continue to be precautious, keep your mask on, be outside as much as you can. Um, and even in the times of like being really cold in this winter, we'll mm -hmm. still go outside for at least 15 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, just, just to, just to be, cause it's, 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 it's a different vibe when it's cold outside too. Yes, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. It's different. You don't want it to wakes you up something different. It does. <laughs> It does. It definitely does. And I think also, like you said, like, I think sometimes, I think more now, because unfortunately, because of these times, we're, t we're, ex we're enjoying nature more, but we do take nature for granted. Like we do take yeah. being outside, being around trees, walking, et cetera, yeah. for granted. So I 100% agree with you. Um, can you, like, who, who's Amelia? Like when I asked you that question, when we go back thinking about your childhood, thinking about how you were brought up, um, how would you answer that question? Yeah. You kind of go into the hearts of hearts. <laughs> Just getting straight to it. Um, I would say that Amelia is like vibrant, creative, and like deep down inside, like, you know, Amelia is a singer and a musician, you know, like that was one of my first loves is like the beat of any, uh, 
just like any anything that like made me hit my toe on the ground or just had like I had a mean snap at the age of seven you know it's just like I've always had that um just that space and time to move and to sing so I would say like like I'm creative I'm a singer I am a deep empath like I'm a seer I'm a healer I am yeah, I mean, and are these are these things that run in your like when you think of when you, I hear you think talking about music and yeah. singing? Is that are those things that run in your family? I mean, I grew up in the church, so I've always heard you know what I'm saying. Like, I think that's probably where my first love of the beat came from. It's just like a tambourine. Um, but uh, musically, my family is not a music musical family. I think I'm the most musical um, person in my family. There's others, um, but for the most part, it's, it's really just me and my immediate family. And I think that's so interesting because I think music and arts in itself, and I had this conversation with someone re- recently, are, are, I don't want to say jobs, but they are creative things that oftentimes, at least for me and my community, that are looked at as, you know what, yeah, you can do those as hobbies. Like, those are really good yeah. hobbies for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. as soon as you get serious about it, people tend to, like, push back a little bit mm-hmm. and ask mm-hmm. so many questions. Um, did you find it was like that for you as well? Yeah, so I shied away from music because of that reason. And when then when I got into college, I actually had got a scholarship to be in um, the concert choir and stuff like that. And then that's when I kind of picked it up. But really, you know, going back to who I was, I really, you know, deeply wanted to be a marine biologist too. I love marine life. And I always say that, you know, like, little black girls don't dream of of like ending racism or fighting racism. We have experiences that alter the way that we think about the world and our dreams are in a different space now because we want to combat racist shit, you know, like, so, but um, uh, a book that I'm reading right now by Alexis um, Gum, um, is about marine life and um, feminism, which is amazing. And I felt like she literally made this book for me. Um, mm-hmm. Just thinking about marine life and and black feminism um, in that way is just like, wow, it's just like sparks my curiosity again. Um, mm-hmm. And thinking about marine biology and marine life and how we are so in tuned and in community with folks of the sea. Mm-hmm. And I guess my other question is, wh- it, was sciences something that you was in school? Was that something that you enjoyed? Like, I'm no. assuming. Okay, as well, I was wondering. And I well, won- I have like in high school, like I, 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 it was like I was horrible at chemistry, but yet still really loved it. And I also had this environmental class, like which was really awesome too, because it was like this white woman who always took us hiking, and we were always like on some type of mountain. So like. Like, I would say like, yes, I love those things. And I was really a bad student. <laughs> I understand. I totally and understand. maybe I just didn't have good teachers, but like I, what, ha- you know, what I've kind of internalized that as is just like, there was this 
joy that I felt around these things, but maybe just didn't have the discipline to really mm. study them at the time. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when you don't have the teachers because you would know, like as yeah. an adult now, like when you talk to people and you ask them, who are their favorite teachers? Who are your worst teachers? Like you know, <laughs> it's yeah, not hard for absolutely. you to talk about. Um, so that's unfortunate because I think about the influence that teachers have on students and it could have taken one teacher or two teachers to mm -hmm. just tell you like, you're really good at sciences or like, mm -hmm. this could be a path for you and your yeah. whole life could have changed based on that, right? So yeah. it's unfortunate, um, but knowing you and listening to you, it's, it's great that you've kind of done that reflecting and you know that now, obviously, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Are sciences things that you talk about with your kids? Because I think again, for me, thinking back into my family, like we, I think sciences was something that we just felt was like really hard and it wasn't for yeah. Yeah. people like me. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure you mm -hmm. do, but if you do, like, if you do, what does that look like for you and your family right now? Yeah. So I would say we don't have science conversations when I was um, doing some learning at home with them and we weren't in person we would do we would dabble into science experiments and stuff like that but my oldest son really loves science and mm. his teachers always tell me like oh he's doing the volcano work and he's working with this and working with that so yeah. I'm really really excited to just like keep sparking that and this conversation actually is like igniting me and reminding me to do that for him mm -hmm. um and with him you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. because then mm -hmm. my love of the sciences will come out as well of course of course yeah and, I, and I, th I think i love talking about just the journey of education in itself and i want to hear more about your journey through elementary high school middle school and what that looked like for you um because you talk about your teachers too um, yeah. You must have had, well, maybe you have it, <laughs> a teacher yeah. in there that you remember that has influenced you in a way, yeah. um, positive way. If so, could you talk about that teacher? Yeah. So going back to like, I would say like, I didn't have like a memorable teacher until I got to high school. Um, mm -hmm. I went from K through eighth. I was in a Catholic school. Um, that was pretty diverse, um, but still had the dynamics of like the white kids were on top and the black and brown kids were kind of just there for whatever, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So it was definitely mm -hmm. that dynamic. But I would say when I got to high school, I went to an arts high school and I was bust out of where I was. I, I At the time I lived at a, in a predominantly white space. So my mom was just like, let's get you bust out, like do something that you really want to do. And she was like, you can go to New Haven and go to co-op or whatever. So I got in and I met Miss Alfred and she went to a historically black college. This is the woman that uh, really like formed like my love and appreciation for black excellence, for wanting to go to an HBCU. Wow for getting me into spaces with other, um, just like black creatives too. Like, uh, and I got to sing with her like a couple of oh, months back cool. in that's like cool. this little, uh, my so friend was doing like this art, 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 like artivist kind of um, song, song book. And I saw her on the, like one of the squares in the Zoom and I was like, Miss Alfred! And she was just like, 
familiar. I was like, I know this is wild. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say Miss Alfred. I would also say, you know, going to Lincoln University as um, an undergrad and going to one of the first HBCUs to give out degrees. Um, Dr. Babatunde, Dr. Millet, like all of these beautiful black folks from the diaspora. Like Babatunde was, you know, from the continent and he didn't, he did not take no shit. And I just remember like one of his, one of his, I, I had like, it was like a midterm or something like that. And it was like one of those blue books that you have. And it's like all like open questions. Nothing is like true, false. Everything is just on top of the dome. And I still have it till this day because he gave me an F. And within the F, he was, he wrote like a paragraph of like, you're not applying yourself. I can't believe you, you know, like you American children, like just like ragging me, you know what I'm saying? Just like ragging me. But that really, it, it, it sparks so much for me because it's just like, this man really wants me to be excellent. You know what I'm saying? And after that, like he put me in my place. I didn't get an F in that class again. You know, <laughs> it's like wonderful, wonderful folks that really taught me uh, just like black history, um, black, uh, like before, before slavery, black history, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like African history, African civilizations. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I would definitely say like my high school and my college years were probably the best educational experiences wow. that I've had. You know, you know what people say? It's like if people, if you have, for me personally, like they always say, if you have, if you have a coach and you're playing a sport and that coach is constantly on you, it doesn't yeah. mean that they don't like you. It means that they, they, no. they see something in you, right? So like you almost want mm -hmm, them to mm -hmm. be paying attention in all those ways. Yeah. Um, Amelia, mm -hmm. what did your household look like? Um, I know you talk a lot about your mom and family. Yeah. Like what did your household look like, I guess, during those high school years? So during my high school years and my elementary years, my mother was a single mom um, and I remember when I like, we had a transition. So I lived in my grandmother's house for about a year when my mother was getting clean. Um, she uh, was an addict and she was getting herself, um, getting herself through um, those really hard times. And I was with my grandparents and that was wonderful. Um, and then like during high school, as far as like where I, like what my family was. I would also say like my family was like close knit too. Like, even though I'm saying that she was a single mother, like she definitely had support. And I remember being with my aunts and my grandmother mm -hmm. um, and my grandfather heavy. Um, my father was definitely in my life um, and he was still getting himself together um, and recovering and, and becoming sober as well. Um, and then we had a pivot in college where, you know, you you have this like dream come true of your par parents getting back together. So mm -hmm. my parents got back together um, in my sophomore year of college. And that mm -hmm. was interesting. Yeah. It's such, it's such a, um, something about After black like communities. 16 years. Wow. And it's something yeah. about black communities. And I think hearing you talk about 
there's like your mom being a single mom at that time there's no yeah. doubt in my mind that she didn't have support from people in the yeah. community like there was yeah no but doubt i feel like i mind. have to say that because sometimes know. you know like some people will be just like oh I'm single, but it wasn't it. that you know what i'm I saying like i totally you know and i and i have to honor the folks that are single mothers that for are sure you know what i'm saying for sure like, for sure for yeah. sure it's 16 years wow that's a long time yeah right yeah that's a really long yeah. time it was just like i came back from like like a break and they were like hey <laughs> that is coming back and i was like y'all are strange but okay <laughs> but i think like throughout the years they all they've always had love for each other you know of course and, always yeah of and course. i yeah they always have love um, for each other i mean what do you um and I'll say even now during these, again, unconventional um, times, or even if it this wasn't like the world wasn't kind of on, it's like hiatus. Like, what do you like to do for fun? Yeah, I like to dance. Mm. Just like, and this is kind of like me and my husband's thing is like, if we're like getting in a tiff with each other, I would like, he'll turn on some music and he that. knows that my hips are going to start moving. And then it's just, you know, all is forgiven. You know what I'm saying? But I really just like in this moment in time, I love dancing. I love like having these spaces where I can talk to people through Zoom. Like me and Tiffany and Britt have been having conversations on, you know, on different platforms and stuff like that. Getting reconnected mm -hmm. with folks that I haven't talked to in a while feels really good. Mm -hmm. Being in community is always something that I love to do um, and just like listening and hearing. Um, I've, I am not the best reader, like as far as like reading something from start to finish. to finish. So I've really been intentional about finding books that are going to like really like invoke me wanting to turn that page and finish. So mm -hmm. um, I've definitely been reading more and Spending time with your like kids. watching a lot of TV. <laughs> That's okay. That's totally. What do you watch on TV? What do you watch on TV? I mean, so I'm like an apocalyptic type of person. So like, you know, the hundred, Walking Dead is kind of my jive. Um, Lost in space. Anything that like the world is ending type shit. Really, you know, like it really. You know, I am watching Lupin right now. Um, before that, I was watching Money Heist. Um, you know. Those are two that I actually see. I'm, I don't, I watch a lot of sports, so I watch basketball like all the time. But gotcha. funny enough, um, Lupin, I just finished watching, gotcha. which I thought was like pretty good. And Money yeah. Heist, I watched all of those as well. So I am into like, I don't know, the like, what do you call those? I don't even know what kind of movies they are. Like, Drugs, drugs, money. money. Like, I'm kind of into. <laughs> <laughs> I am into those kind of movies. Um, yeah. Every time they pop up, even yeah. if it's like I know what's gonna happen, I know how this is gonna yeah. go. And I'll I think that like them. Lovecraft Country was like it for me too. It was like, yeah. like everything I've wished for and more. Uh -huh. You know. A, yeah. In, in no, I show. totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, I won't I keep you any longer because I know you have little ones. Um, I want to yeah. thank you so much for hanging out with me, being super vulnerable. Um, thank where you. can people find you online? Yeah. So. 
I have an Instagram that sometimes I go on to and do things. <laughs> um, it's at Amelia A. Sherwood. Um, you can go to SankofaLearningCenter.org to see what I'm up to over there. Um, but yeah, those are mostly the two platforms that I've been on right now. Thank you. Thank you. This is so much fun. I appreciate yeah. you so much. I appreciate you so much. Uh, what I'll do is...